3: This episode of Unwell is brought to you by The Amelia Project. Have you ever daydreamed about disappearing and starting over? What if there was a company that provided just that service? Welcome to the comedy fiction podcast, The Amelia Project, a show about a secret death-faking agency. In each episode, you'll hear a new client being interviewed and the dilemmas that bring them to the death-faking agency— They're in turn funny, thought-provoking, or downright surreal. It's just such a delightful premise. We think you'll really enjoy it. You can find The Amelia Project wherever you listen to podcasts. And stick around for a trailer for The Amelia Project at the end of this episode.
0: The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today.
3: Hello, Jeffrey here. Today, we're excited to share a show from the Fable and Folly Network that we think you might enjoy, Where the Stars Fell. This is another American Gothic show, though set in the Pacific Northwest rather than in the Midwest. It's a wonderful story that centers themes of identity and choice. And for me, I was sold on the imaginative world. It's a joy to lose yourself in. Enjoy this first episode of the show and head to your podcatcher of choice to hear the rest of the story. Now, enjoy the first episode of Where the Stars Fell.
2: So I just want to preface this with me saying that I'm not crazy. I'm not high, drunk, and I've taken all my medication today. I have a completely clear head and I am in my right mind. Keep this statement in your pocket. You'll need it later. I think my fascination with the supernatural first started when I realized I couldn't die. Now, I know what you're thinking. Ed, you have a personality disorder that specifically gives you weird delusions that have no basis in reality. Just last week, you had a panic attack and thought if you looked in the mirror, snakes would come out of your eyes. How could this possibly be true? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? I have evidence. Clear, solid, unmistakable evidence. But that comes later. For now... I have to figure out where the hell I am, and if that noise my car is making signals an impending explosion. End log. Come on, princess. You can't make it ten more miles.
4: God damn it. Where the hell did I pack the toolkit?
2: Car trouble? Trunk, technically. She thinks she's being cute.
4: They always do. You heading into town? Just outside. I'm renting the cabin on Asher Road. Ha! We haven't had someone new in there for so long, I almost forgot it was a two-family. You've met Miss Lucille, then? Uh, no, there wasn't any contact info for the other resident. Her
2: name's Lucille? What is she,
4: some kind of royalty? You could say that. You're in for a treat, then. Most of the town's never met her. So, like a recluse? We assume so. Never comes by the diner, that's for sure. Say, when you meet her, come down and tell me what she's like and I'll treat you to dinner. We're the Holy Grill right on Main next to the laundromat. You had me at free dinner. You a creative type, then? That's what out-of-towners usually come for.
2: Research, actually. I'm with the biology department at, uh, Stanford.
4: Well, goddamn. You gonna tell us how polluted our watershed is or something like that?
2: No, no, not ecology. Like the flora and fauna around the area. I'm, uh... Looking for abnormalities.
4: Abnormalities?
2: You know, anything out of the ordinary.
4: You're one of those Bigfoot hunters, aren't you?
2: (sighs) I am not one of those guys, no. I've got a fucking grant, thanks.
4: So by abnormal, you mean...
2: Well, technically my speciality is cryptozoology. We get into the actual science of how these things might exist. It's not all, you know, ancient aliens and all that. Mostly just...
4: Yeah, a lot of sample-taking. And they give out money for you guys to do that? If you publish enough. Ha! Well, I wish you the best of luck on that, honey, but I'm afraid we don't have much of that around here. Pretty quiet little town. I don't believe that nonsense about hot spots anyway. Oh. Well, you know, everybody's got their own limited perspective. Hey now, if old Stanford's paying you, I say do what you'd like. It's their money. I just meant some people don't take too kindly to monster hunters coming around and stirring up a fuss. I'll keep that in mind. Take care that you do. Now about your truck, my car's got a hitch if you have the right chains. Oh, I can always come back. Don't be an idiot, honey. You got them? Uh, yeah, thanks. You know how to get to the cabin? Oh, sure. Just pick the roads that don't have tire tracks and keep going until the keep outside. The what? (laughs) We'll send a search party if you don't come by tonight. Best of luck, miss.
2: Uh, Ed. Ed Tucker. Doctor, but that doesn't really, um...
4: Sorry, and you? Mama Gabe, love. Don't bother asking, no one calls me anything else. Now let's hitch up that truck of yours, yeah? Yeah, thanks.
2: Uh, the lady. She's not the real owner, right? Like, I'm not gonna get thrown out.
4: You'd better hope not. We closed down the last bed and breakfast years ago to keep the kooks out.
2: Okay. Well, I'm sure she's, like, a perfectly normal, well-adjusted, not-Norman-Bates type, right? I had never in my fucking life a House managed to admit that level of get out written in blood-foreboding, and yet be so clean you could eat off the floors. I think I would have been less freaked out if it were falling apart. There was a car outside that looked like something you give your kid for their first inevitable crash, and the backyard, from what I could see, was almost completely overgrown. It smelled like the lighting section of an Ikea, and was about as bare as one, too. I was beginning to consider that maybe I had rented with a serial killer, which, in several ways, could get awkward quickly. Uh, hello? I'm Ed, the other renter. Hello? Yeah, she's definitely hiding somewhere with a knife right now. Okay,
1: this was a really bad idea. You have to talk must be Dr. Tucker. I'm terribly sorry I didn't hear you when you first arrived. Who the bloody hell are you? Uh, I'm Dr.
2: Tucker. The, uh, the, the Grant person renting the other room? You can just call me Ed, though. That's fine. You said your first name was Edison.
1: Well, it is, but nobody calls me that. It's Ed. Ah, uh, I'm sorry, I- Received your information and assumed someone... different. Well, uh... Nope.
2: That's me- Oh. Whoops. Didn't realize there wasn't a doormat. I've never had a useful one. Yeah, that's for sure. I'll bet you save a lot of money on shoes, huh? I beg your pardon? Uh, you know, because of the- Never mind, we can get a doormat. Please, do so. And you are a... doctor? Yeah. Four, actually. Of... performance art? Biology, chemistry, mechanical engineering, and religious studies. Actually. And you're Lucy Kensington? It's Lucille. That's
1: unfortunate. I didn't know they provided academic titles for being able to read. What? Religious studies. I'm not entirely sure what the use of a PhD in it would be. You have a job, I assume? Yeah. Recipient
2: of grant money to do science. I pay my rent, if that's what you're asking. Forgive
1: me. I wouldn't want to make another incorrect assumption. Well, good for you, then. Where should I put my stuff? The other bedroom is down the hall, next to the bathroom on the left. I took the liberty of marking my study. Do not go inside. You'll be expected to do your part for groceries and upkeep. I can build a subwoofer from scratch. Well, then let's pray you know how to load a dishwasher as well. I can also build one of those.
2: Which room can I use for my lab? Your lab? Yeah, for my gear and samples and stuff. It doesn't look like the living room gets much use. Are we allowed to move furniture? I mean, there isn't really any in there, so... What exactly
1: are you researching here, Dr. Tucker? It's Ed. Unfortunate...
2: Well, if you simply must know, I'm what we in the biz call a cryptozoologist.
1: There's a business for monster hunting? You know, it's
2: people like you who don't understand the pages of science that go into understanding the billion different factors of abnormalities in an ecosystem that really create a stigma around- Are you-
1: is this for some sort of television show? Oh, internet video series. Do you
2: honestly think that Stanford University would give me a multi-thousand dollar grant to start a
1: fucking YouTube channel? Well, I'm failing to see what else the use of that kind of research is. Oh, I heard those air quotes. What the fuck is even your job
2: anyway? I don't see how that's any of your concern. Okay, wow, great. You know, I can understand why you don't get out much. You're kind of a prick, you know that? Oh, how delightful. You've swum among the rumor mill. Yeah, and seeing as you probably survive on fucking twinnings and saltine crackers, I'm gonna go rejoin that rumor mill and get some shit. If that's
1: all right with you, please take as long as you could possibly need.
2: Don't fucking tempt me.
1: Lucille.
2: She was literally just like, there's a business for monster hunting. Well, no, bud, there isn't, because it's not fucking monster hunting in the first place. You just know she's a kind of snob or a button down to a bar. Or a Zoom meeting. And the whole, don't go in my office. I have met you for three seconds and immediately assume you will trash the place. Dude, this isn't Beauty and the Beast, and it's not your house.
4: Seems like the start of a beautiful friendship. Ha ha. Literally, what the hell? My shoes weren't even that dirty. Those shoes? Yeah. Oh, honey.
2: We live in the middle of the woods. She clearly owns a mop. That place was so clean, it was freaky.
5: Really? What's it look like? Did she have people all tied up in spider webs on the ceiling? What? No.
4: Don't be rude. And don't pretend like you haven't snuck out with your friends to go see it.
5: Well, yeah, Ma, but we never actually looked inside. It's really tidy
2: and lemony. If she is a nutjob, she's definitely an organized
5: one.
4: A lot of serial killers are. Mike, Miss Lucille is not a serial killer.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure most of them don't wear glasses on a chain.
4: Besides, funny as it may be, she's got all the right to her privacy. Those fans of hers can be downright crazy. Fans? So she didn't mention them. Mention what? You ever heard of the Burning Coven series? No. Got your head in the sand then. It's the big fantasy thing on the market now. Three books so far and supposedly more to come, but it's been a couple years since the last one. What makes them so great? Well, I haven't read them myself. I have. They're awesome. It's about
5: this coven of witches and the different women who live in it. And they fight off evil monsters and warlocks and all sorts of cool stuff. And uh, there's a bunch of high fantasy stuff and political drama and dragons. It's like uh, the feminist modern Game of Thrones.
2: And people are into that kind of thing?
5: Uh, My girlfriend got me into them sophomore year. And last year, we went to Comic-Con as Soren and Marta. Uh, He's the common archivist, and she's the head of the coven. Uh, Ma has a bunch of pictures.
2: Wait, wait. You like this stuff, but you think she's a serial killer?
5: Yeah. Have you ever met a Taylor Swift fan?
2: I hope not. But why aren't people, I don't know, banging down the door for autographs?
4: Well, she's sort of our best-kept secret here in Jerusalem. That and the aforementioned recluse.
5: Lucille Kensington is pretty much infamous for people only knowing what she looks like because of the picture on the back of the book jacket. Uh, she's never made a public appearance before, never spoken at a con or been on tour, and basically only gets interviews over email. I've only seen her a few times in town, and she never talks to anyone but the person she's getting stuff from. She's like a cryptid.
2: Great, I'm making progress already.
5: You've really never read them,
2: Dr. Tucker? Ed, kid, please. And no, I'm not a big reader.
5: Oh, well, maybe you could get a signed copy now.
2: Yeah, because I just can't get enough of the real thing. How about I see if she'll do yours, bud?
5: Really? Seriously, you'd do that?
4: Sure, if I can get her to talk to me for three seconds. Oh, I'm sure you two will learn to get along just fine, Ed. And if not, you can always strike out in the woods. She's renting too, you know.
5: Sure, but what kind of idiot would kick out freaking Lucille Kensington?
3: (laughs) Hmph, well, yes...
2: Hey, I didn't know what kind of stuff you had, so I just brought all my cooking stuff, and we don't have to- Whoa. Dude, I was gone for three hours. What the hell happened? Hey, was it something I said? Are you okay? I I know we kind of got off on the wrong foot, but come on, you can't just start
1: using a cane out of nowhere and not expect me to- Perhaps, Dr. Tucker. Instead of asking inane questions about why I'm suddenly using a clearly well-worn mobility aid, you should instead be wondering when my pain medication wore off, and what implications that holds for my tolerance of you. Uh,
2: I'm sorry, I I didn't know- No,
1: you didn't. Because it was none of your business, and continues to be none of your business, and it is not my job to explain the concept of fatigue to a woman with four bloody doctorates. None of which I'm fully convinced you didn't print off an editing program. Now, if you're feeling suitably guilty, I would very much appreciate some quiet while I work. You do understand the meaning of that, do you? Work? Quiet. I highly doubt the two of you are acquainted.
0: Shit. Dr. Tucker, I believe I made it
1: very clear when I asked not to be bothered. Five minutes. Just give me five minutes,
2: okay, and then I will leave. Scout's honor.
1: I find it hard to believe you were ever a girl scout.
2: I wasn't. But I did make it to Tenderfoot before they found my tampon stash.
1: (sighs) Five minutes. I assume you found a doormat. It says, say yes to the mess.
2: That's ominous. I know, right? I, uh...
1: Okay. So. So. What do you have behind your back? G- give me a second.
2: So, I, uh, don't exactly have the best brain-to-mouth filter. Like, it's terrible, truly. And I'm not apologizing for anything I said when we met, because you're still wrong and my job is my fucking job, but, um... There's a remote possibility. I could have been more tactful about the uh the
1: item which you are dancing around mentioning right now
2: well i don't know how you want me to
1: yes yeah i
2: definitely should have known it wasn't just a a fluke
1: thing dr tucker what matters is not the frequency with which i use a mobility aid or what you should and shouldn't have been able to deduce What matters is that it is, I say again, none of your business. I know. Look, I...
2: Never mind. The point is that it was a dick move. And I really do have shit to do here. So, I figured I should give you at least one reason not to smother me in the middle of the night. I must insist that I am not a serial- It was a hyperbole. I don't actually mean... Okay, the point is... Fuck it, here. I saw the plastic one you had was really chipped and old and stuff, and they're a pretty simple project to do, so, you know, figured I'd save you the trouble of getting a new one. Uh, I'm i not interested in your pity do- Oh my God, dude, it's not pity. I'm literally just apologizing for making a totally mundane thing weird. Trust me, that thing has all the lasting structural integrity of a marshmallow and toothpick tower. And wood'll last you a lot longer with just a little more upkeep. Black locust is an invasive species to Oregon anyway, and there's not that annoying clunking sound. Not that I'm annoyed, but I thought if you were, that'd be a
1: perk, and- Edison. Oh, give it here. Might as well use it if you spent all that time. The handle's a different color. What kind of wood is it?
2: Uh, there's an olive tree growing on the property. I don't know how, this isn't the right climate at all, but they make good handles, so... Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got the height right. I assume this is the second time you've been in my office, then? Well, I had to get a measurement somehow. So... Truce? I won't fuck with your work, you won't fuck with mine?
1: In less gauche terms, yes. I'm sure we're both perfectly capable of behaving like civilized adults. I won't tolerate any explosions or reanimated creations, though. You really have no idea what I do, huh? I don't see how that's my problem. Keep the noise level to a minimum and any various oozes out of the kitchen. I will be examining the cookware.
2: Okay, Lucy.
1: Great talk. See you whenever. Dr. Tucker, it's a nice varnish, very smart, well done. Uh, thanks.
2: Glad you like it.
1: Yes. You may close the door now.
2: Okay. I still don't know how exactly I feel about Lucy. On the one hand, she's definitely still got it out for me. But I guess you have to be a pretty good writer to have a series that popular. I'm sure as hell not gonna read it though. But she thinks I will. Whatever. The point isn't to focus on Lucy. Right now, My top priority is finding some real solid proof of all the weird shit I just know is happening in this town. Hello? Anybody there? (gasps) What is that? Never seen you before. Is that huh, well, maybe this will be easier than I thought. Where the Stars Fell is a production of Caldera Studios and is produced and written by Newton Schottelcotti. The voice of Mama Gabe was Kira Gill. The voice of Lucille Kensington was Madeline Harbio. The voice of Dr. Edison Tucker was Newton Schottelcotti. The voice of Mike L. was Kyle Street. Script edits were done by Lucy Brown with a sensitivity read by Kit Adams. All sound effects taken from Audio Library, Sound Library, Soundbible.com, Original Foley, or used under Creative Commons license. Find transcripts, social media links, and places to listen at wherethestarsfell.com.
0: the fable and folly network where fiction producers flourish
3: congratulations you've reached the amelia project a new life awaits if you're not serious about this hang up if you continue there's no way back leave your message after the beep
1: Enter the offices of The Amelia Project and be ready for surprises, twists and turns. Follow The Amelia team as they help their clients fake their deaths and come back with new identities. Each episode is different. Each client coming to the death faking agency has a unique story to tell. If death and disappearances, comedy and crime, mystery and magic sounds like your cup of cocoa, The Amelia Project is the podcast for you. Search for The Amelia Project wherever you find your podcasts. And remember, leave your message after the beep.